0: Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for March 14th of 2017. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer at HockeyBuzz.com.
1: I'm Cameron Walsh from Uh
0: We have a little catching up to do. Uh, we haven't had a show in a little bit. I, uh, since the airport. <laughs> since the airport one. And then after that, we had a big windstorm in Rochester and I didn't have power from three or four days so, was what it was. So we will um, catch up, rehash some things maybe that um, <laughs> we didn't want to let go by without talking about. Uh, the GM meetings were, were the first thing that uh, came to mind. Uh, how they're going to do the expansion draft, the the releasing of the, the protection lists, how they'll televise it. Um Tom Sestito did something stupid. Um, I thought it was worth uh, bringing up just the whole concept of him as a player in the league still. And then there's a ton to talk about with the Penguins, so.
1: So do you want to just start with Sestito? Let's just get the angry part out of the way. It's just so stupid. I... You, you you wrote a really good piece in regards to – there was a really good part in, in the bit you did in regards to Lemieux and his attitude. In, you know how he laid out a, a plan to sort of try to avoid this garbage, and then it was like, okay, so if you're going to say no to my plan, don't do this shit. Don't allow your staff underneath you to still, you know, bloody create roster spots for these idiots to do the stupid stuff that he did. Didn't stop Malcolm from having to fight.
0: No, but um, what you're referencing is Lemieux's um, suggestion to the league that team fines come with suspensions, and uh, the bigger the suspension, the bigger the fine. That, of course, happened after the the Big Islanders brawl, where where he called the league out for you know garbage play and actually came with a solution instead of just bitching about it he came up with something is it the best plan ever created probably not but is it really good compared to what we have right now uh the answer (laughs) to that is
1: definitely definitely
0: yes yes. and you know i think it gets to the point where you 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 actually give a solution they kind of tell you to fuck off really is what happened you've probably become apathetic and you're like fuck it i tried
1: if you can't beat him, join him. That's the problem and with the league.
0: I don't like that line of thinking, but I believe that's exactly what has happened. It's
1: ridiculous. It's just its so stupid. This was always going to happen. The Winnipeg Jets are down a player because of it. Pittsburgh have got a player that got suspended for four games. He was never going to play another game again for the rest of the year anyway, even with the injuries. Might, might have Pittsburgh. gotten one
0: inconsequential game he has no bearing on Pittsburgh's success, which is really the point that you're making.
1: Yeah, it's just frustrates me as a fan of that team who have had such an issue with players getting injured with concussions or just injured full stop from dirty cheap shots to refuse to take the high road and actually play players with skill who can punish teams when they do just throughout. won a
0: championship doing it
1: yeah exactly and I know that it's that time of the year where penalties are becoming less and less frequent and all those sorts of things that allow your skilled roster to punish teams when they take liberties particularly a team like Winnipeg who for all intensive purposes at that point of their season that game put them out of the playoffs I would have said that earlier but that that was basically what that game did to them and, and Steno Wasn't even around to protect the team later in the game because he got tossed, and rightfully so. All
0: right. You said Sistito couldn't be around to protect anybody. And it always falls back to why the fuck is Evgeny Malkin in a fight if this magical protection exists? Exactly. How does that happen?
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Isn't that his only job? Like, that is the main point being made, correct?
1: But he's got he's got to be on the ice to provide that protection. And you don't want to put him on the ice because no, he, he can't doesn't. play with the fuck.
0: Wheeler would have jumped Malkin or challenged anyway. him to a fight whether Sestito was on the ice there or not. Well, what avoids the fight... He, he, wouldn't, the he start... wouldn't cheap shot start a fight. He would ask him to go and wait for him. Well, but it would pro- happen.
1: Malkin should have got suspended for that hit on Wheeler anyway. Yes,
0: yeah, so, uh, I agree
1: with that. That's the other problem. It's like if the league actually doles out the punishment, there's no need for a retribution-type hit the next time they come through because if that's the case, they'll get suspended. It's the problem I have when they let things go in-game, like just when they let a penalty go, they go, oh, that's not that bad. Then somebody else does it as well, and then it just escalates out and out and out of proportion. That, that was... I can't remember. I think I, I can't remember what I put it down as, but if you look at it in the context of how the NHL have been suspending players, and in light of the Shattenkirk hit that just got a suspension, Malkin is at least two games, at least, and he got nothing. He didn't even get a penalty on the hit. So or what fine. are you supposed to do as a player? You're supposed to go he after him. He didn't get fined either. No, like so if you get there and, and like I want this sort of garbage out of the game. There's no need for guys like Cicito in the game, and there's no need for guys like Blake Wheeler to be chasing down a guy like Malcolm. They're both skilled players. You want them doing skilled things. This just takes away from that awesome part of the game. There's no point.
0: Well, I've gotten to the point where it's just... I've kind of debunked a lot of enforcer myths through various articles over the years where a lot of it's just hindsight bullshit. You can craft your story to whatever happened. But the fact that they prevent anything—they they ramp things up if anything.
1: They do. They do because we haven't even
0: discussed Sestito blasting Enstrom from behind yet. No,
1: that's exactly right. That's where this where I isn't he about.
0: supposed to be the guy out there to prevent people from doing shit like that?
1: And he does it himself. It's just
0: it's, uh. there's there is no logic in it. that has been pointed out time and time again. Now what I would like the, the pro fighting people to do, stop stop you just stop making up excuses for why their role matters and just say, Hey, you know, I like watching people beat the shit out of each other bare knuckle fist fighting. And that would be a more respectable approach to it. Alright. I don't agree with that, but like to come up with this just total fabrication of why their role matters at all. That's the frustrating part. It doesn't matter. You just like to watch people beat the shit out of each other.
1: Yeah, just be honest about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I I like UFC a lot. I just don't care for this for it in hockey anymore. I don't think it needs to be there. I don't think it's no. adding anything at all. Even this, even the star fights. I, I I don't want the stars in hockey don't play enough in a game as it is, I don't want them sitting out five minutes at a time.
1: Or risk the fact that their $7 million hands might get broken.
0: Well, I mean, that could always happen, but like just from a a fan standpoint, I don't think it, the uh, perceived entertainment of that fight is worth them both being off the ice for five minutes, if we are, in fact, talking about two good players doing it. well, that's,
1: that's <laughs> Or even great idea.
0: ones, like Le Cavalier and Aginla is a, is a great example. Yeah,
1: you make that same argument about star players blocking shots. The the benefit you get for blocking one shot as a, and having your hand broken as opposed to just letting it go past and your goalie being able to see it far outweighs, you know, the perceived team benefit of blocking a shot. I know what you mean.
0: And fucking A with Malkin tonight.
1: Yeah, that's what made me bring it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, do not go diving headfirst into shot blocks.
1: Do not now, now the, the playoffs
0: one. ever. Yeah, no. yeah. We got to go no, over I... there, and supposedly that we, they're both great. Depending on who you ask, let them make the save.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, um, yeah, it's. I, I
0: it's... understand blocking a shot like backdoor diving. There's a scramble at the net, like totally. I understand that. But you don't need to dive headfirst from the point. At no. least I don't think. Fucking Gino, man. The way their luck is going with injuries, I well, thought for sure he was going to be tonight. KO'd and be out of the they, game.
1: Well, they lost another one tonight. and Then when Benino tried to block that shot with his hand, I thought he was going to break his hand on that as well. So it, it's, it's the... Broken Penguins has returned, and he's a little bit like every time you see somebody hit the deck, you start to go, "Oh shit, is that another injury?" It's just sort of how it runs. Maybe this is karma for putting Stastino in the lineup. Oh jeez, I wasn't getting gonna... this.
0: Hey, this this has been going on a lot uh, before. I, I
1: that. Oh, I know that. I know. For I know
0: years, that. last year they got lucky, and by lucky, Malkin <laughs> missed like five weeks and was back by the playoffs.
1: This, and this is the thing with that Penguins lineup. I think this, the way this year's team is playing is better than last year's team because they're able to actually sustain, still keep going whilst having important plays down with injury. Like They're playing at a ridiculously good clip without the tag. And you and I have both said that this team will only go as far as Latang, And it's probably the case in the playoffs, but they're at least going to go... Well.
0: I'll say this. <laughs> they can buy a round if they finish in first.
1: Yes. No, no, you're right. And that like, them j- I'm hoping for
0: uh, what Micah um, Blake McCurdy's projections were today. It had the Leafs. The Leafs in Pittsburgh. And I want that because for two reasons. I think it'll be an easier series physically than if it was Columbus.
1: Yes, that's true. I get that.
0: And I do think, despite Toronto being able to to score goals, like they have some really cool players on their team. Uh, I think the Penguins have more. One of the few teams that can play what Leaf style and just crush them at it.
1: But Pittsburgh could do it further down the lineup. Like their fourth line can do it. Is, is, whereas Toronto's... When everybody's
0: healthy, yes, definitely. That That's
1: the difference. I mean, if Pittsburgh get all of their forwards back for the first round and they play Toronto, but they're still missing, you know, Letang and, and, and Marta and, and Schultz, oh, sorry, and, and Daly, I still think they can win that series. The second round, though, they need those three back in some way, shape, or form. They need Letang back. That's the big one they don't get Latang back, I don't. I don't know think... what's
0: happening there either. I have no idea. Yeah,
1: well, nobody does. Nobody does, and, and it's it's scary for a guy that's 29 to have missed so many games. And what was a relief was they did get there and say that it's it's not his it's not a concussion and it's not his um uh, not his heart condition. So that's that's <laughs> a relief.
0: Yep. Yeah, but again, another him. example of him finishing a game and then missing extended period of time.
1: And Hagelin did the same thing the other day.
0: Played in a full game and then missed extended period of time. You know, I wrote that article about... Yep. Uh, there are many examples. And just in this month, we got a few more.
1: I, I honestly thought they'd gotten around this it's gotta problem. it be on the
0: players, man.
1: It does, because they, they, they changed medical staff. Like, when they worked out that it was Crosby's... Um, neck and not his brain and that it was the medical staff that they had that couldn't diagnose it they scrapped them all with a whole bunch of new people so the players have definitely
0: Oh no, I'm not getting in the business of blaming the medical
1: staff No, that's what I mean Like it's, it's one of those things where if it was the same medical staff you could get there and go yeah, okay, that's the problem but it's two different medical regimes now so you're right, it's definitely on the players
0: Man, it happens too often though
1: it does. You're exactly right.
0: It would explain why um, Latang shows up there a lot. If he if he is indeed a uh, you know not um, being forthright per se.
1: There's, uh, you know, how there's that whole you know tough it out for the team and all that sort of stuff.
0: Definitely, I think... I, I abided by that. Yeah, plan. But I I th- I, I, the... I participated in that.
1: You have the problem with some of these guys that whilst their brain might be willing, their body just can't do it.
0: No, but and I'm you telling you help. that is that is the culture. To to it it through. Help. No, I know it, it doesn't help, help, but I'm telling you, I lived it, I did it.
1: it doesn't help that the owner played through like chemotherapy.
0: For the best NHL season of all time. Yeah, no, in my I'm opinion. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's we like, could do a whole podcast doing? on Mario's 92 93 season. That, <laughs> that fucking, that was like prime. How, how old was I? 92 93. So I was 10 or 11 years old. It was ESPN Sports Center. Penguins were uh, living in Western New York. We had um, Sports Channel, and it um, had the Tri State New York teams and it also we also had espn and the penguins being in that division you would see a lot of the games and espn would put a lot of those games on so without the internet that's like as much out-of-town team exposure you can get so i was lucky back in the back in the day for that yeah you got me got me uh on a tangent and something else. Like <laughs> it
1: has nothing to do with anything. So, do we want to? Do we? We'll, let's just keep talking about the Penguins. Are they gonna? Like, are, are they gonna win? Are they gonna win the division, or is is it just gonna be they'll end up second or third and have to play the tough,
0: the tough first uh, round? I, I think it's a coin flip. I think Washington, I I'm not I'm not worried about Washington with um whatever it is the slide that they're on right now. I just I there is too large of a sample with how great they are to care about a random four-game losing streak that just so happens to to be at the end of the year. And no, hasn't scored in what 10 games or some shit like that. He's never done that. Or this is one of his longest stretches and it's like well, that's that's not going to stay like that.
1: No, you know what? If if I was Washington, I'd be um, blessing our, our luck that it happened now. Gives the players a chance to wake up, gives them a, a, a realization that it's not just going to happen for them. All those sorts of things they always get accused of, of being bad at. They can correct themselves now and, and work it out, even if they don't end up first in the in the conference. I'd. I'm sure they'd rather be going and playing well and and, and being third, um, than playing poorly and um, still being number one. So I, I'm not particularly worried for them either.
0: No, but but what could come about because of this is they could be caught in the division, and that and that would be unfortunate for them. Yeah, I know. Losing um, home ice advantage as well and it could happen. Pittsburgh's well, schedule, Pittsburgh's schedule the rest of the way is not that bad. They play that's every crazy. other day. They don't really have um, any more extended breaks like 2 days off or anything, but the quality of competition is lower, I would say. So
1: that could be a blessing and a curse.
0: No, I th- <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go intangibles here, you, it's the defending Stanley Cup champions that um, have returned basically everybody. They're not...
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. No. If they're going a losing streak into the playoffs, hey, it's... It's, it's intangible. I'm
1: allowed to pick and choose which ones I think are relevant, man, okay?
0: No, but I don't think that... <laughs> however they finish the regular season, I think, is will be independent of outside of injury, of course, of how they play first round of the playoffs they'll be ready
1: you would assume and then it's a coin flip from injuries from that point forward
0: every guy in that locker room is confident they can go the whole distance they're ready I mean most teams are <laughs> but I'm saying the losing streak is yeah, not going to change that yeah. totally agree but yeah, Strait straight got hit tonight. Lower body. He's out, probably. Can and I left... just
1: make the, the point that they didn't have to spend a pick on Strait or Hainsey, and they could have just bought up frickin' up because I don't think Strait's provided anything more than what pulley would
0: have. I like having that many capable... Player and and they are all legitimate NHL players. True, and their agents are getting point. The, the cost to acquire well, Hanzis was a little bit much, but if Letang is back and and Schultz is healthy, basically what they need is Dumoulin, Letang, and Schultz healthy. Past that, they can area? they have enough guys. That can play in those roles successfully, but Ron Hainsey playing with like Dumoulin and top pairing minutes or stuff like that—that that, that's not going to work.
1: Yeah, I hope you're right because that's what they've got.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not lost on them either.
1: No, I know it's it is funny. You can actually you can watching tonight's game against Calgary, which was really really fun to watch. You can see when players can't hit their exit passes, what happens to the speed of the forwards? They get trapped and then they can't get out. If they can't make that first outlet pass, they're in big trouble.
0: No, you're right.
1: Because Haynes, their the first goal that, um, that Calgary scored all came from the fact that Haynes missed a simple tape to tape pass on the wall. And it's like, if you can't make that pass when you're not under pressure, what's going to happen when you get into the playoffs and you're being asked to, to make that pass? That's all.
0: No, that, I mean, that's like that for pretty much every NHL team.
1: Oh, I know. It's just that you, we Pittsburgh were lucky in that Daly was probably playing the best hockey of his career. So was Dumoulin. Uh, Latang was being Letang. Um, and, and Schultz was... was playing the best hockey of his career as well. So, you know, they weren't missing those kinds of passes. And that's that's another part of the luck you were talking about.
0: Well, Schultz is still good this year. He L- is, that's not the problem. Letang is out. Dumoulin, Dumoulin is um, down this year. He is, compared to last yep. year. Yep, definitely. Cole is very functional. Um You know, I I was down on him for a bit, but he's he's had a pretty all right year. I think. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. Mata though, uh, Mata and Daly. um, Let's assume like Strite can play at some point. I I would almost keep Daly and Mata on reserve. Daly, for sure. Mata, I would consider.
1: So, why... Okay, so this is the thing. My complaint with Daly's Mata has been is
0: bad this year.
1: He has. But Daly can move the puck with his own set of wheels if he gets into trouble. He often skates
0: himself into trouble. Uh, he's bleeding. Bleeding attempts this year.
1: He is, but he can still exit the zone. Mata can't.
0: Mada is only bleeding shots when he's with him, though. All right. It's been tough to to analyze Mata fairly this year, because so many minutes have come with Daly, and I'm under the um, belief that Daly's had that bad of a year, and everybody he's played with, he's kind of dragged down. Yeah. So yeah, it could that. be Mata not playing to his level, and then just being sucked into oblivion with Daly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying Mata is playing spectacular. He's not. No, sorry.
1: The Oblivion thing was hilarious. But
0: Mata can be a chameleon and hide with a better player. We've seen with Letang forever. Yeah.
1: Niskanen as well.
0: I think if you put him with Schultz, that might even be an okay pairing. But Daly just... Yeah. Not a good pairing.
1: Pittsburgh have got depth to come back. In. Like they've still got to get Rust back in the lineup. They've still got to get um, Cullen back in the lineup. Um, they'll put Hornquist back in the lineup, but they shouldn't. Um, and, and you know Hagelin's still got to come back in as well. And they, you know, they just took Calgary, you know, balls to the wall to an OT uh, to a bloody shootout loss. So. Um, they're going to be okay with whatever they take in. It's just a question of if they don't get Letang back, all of the defense have to play um, at their best ever that they've played in their careers for them to go anywhere, I think. I don't think it's going to be the, the the 12 forwards they put on the ice every game that's going to be their problem. It's going to be whichever six they put on the defensive event that's going to be their problem.
0: I always forget that, that rust is out, and that's not a knock on him. It's just...
1: That's how well they filled the spots. Yeah. You know? So,
0: playoffs, they'll have um, Gensel, Phil, Hornquist, and Rust down the right side. That's pretty, pretty strong.
1: It's nice and deep. That's what they needed.
0: And cheery. Kunitz is still okay. But Scott oh, Wilson is, the... is making a run at it. I think at least at least his play is. I don't know if they view him in that light, but his his last thirty games or so, he's producing like a, a first liner with very good possession numbers. And his quality of teammate really hasn't been
1: particularly great.
0: It hasn't been brutal because the Penguins are a good team. You know what I mean?
1: Yep.
0: Like if he was on the fourth line on another team. He'd probably have a tougher go of it, but he's showing that, hey, I can make the most of what you're giving me here. And um, he's well over that two point, oh, even strength points per sixty, which is great. And I wrote about how he could actually replace Haglin. Right stats, right, right are great. now. Yeah, right stats yeah. are um, where you need to be, but you know. I, I know why points per game and goals per game and that stuff is popular. It's because we didn't fucking have people keeping track of rat or rate stats when we were growing up. No. But now that we have them, it's it, it's pretty awesome because you, you're really only judged by how much you're on the ice.
1: But you can also see who's capable in your lineup to try and fill a hole when somebody goes down. Yeah. Like, who knows? With extended minutes, Wilson might not be able to do it, but he at least shows... the Potential in the type in the minutes that he's currently yeah, but getting. Here's the
0: thing his points per this plays perfect into your point. His points per game and goals per game aren't high because it's time on ice based. Yeah,
1: exactly. But when
0: he's on the ice, he is doing those nice things, and that's why the rate right stats uh, are right. up. It can help push you in the right direction. Maybe they're misleading a few times. I don't know. He could get unlucky that way, but for the <coughs> for, for the most part. I think it's pushing you in the right direction for those decisions. Especially a guy that's had 50-plus uh, games this year, so it's not a fluke. No, you that, can that's say That's a that larger it's... sample that he's producing this year at that rate, and um, he's deserving of a, a promotion, I think, at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would prefer to have him up there than um, than Kunitz, to be honest. Kuhnitz... And,
0: and hey... <laughs> Who defends Kunitz more than I? I'll
1: oh, probably no one. He just looked a little slow, and maybe three
0: games fourth, and four nights did him. Fourth, fourth game and six nights. Uh, he was looking a little bit slower tonight. I thought um, I thought Scott Wilson would have been a nice plug in to finish that half of the game.
1: So, I mean, they're, they're lucky. You know, two years ago, Pittsburgh had no forward options. It was literally just throw out Sydney and and Gino and, and cross your fingers and hope that they could carry the team. Now they've at least got depth that they can try and rotate some options through. Yeah,
0: that's why they won the championship. <coughs> oh, Excuse me. That's why they struggled and couldn't do anything for a few years there. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to at least give uh, Sid and Gino their due. I mean, it's so great that both of them have, I would say, equal chances at either the Art Ross and or Rocket Richard Trophy and Hart. Having both of them playing at this level, this late in their careers in the same year it's pretty cool
1: it's nice to have them on the ice together
0: but like these are two monster years for both of them same year it hasn't been as commonplace as it should have been
1: not their fault
0: injury obviously
1: we had Geno's. Gino's knee and then Sid's neck really wasn't it? Yeah. That was pretty much where the separation came from when they were in their scoring peaks.
0: Well, Gino's in a scoring peak right now outside of his heart trophy year. I ran some numbers, I think last week. His um points per 60 at even strength or all situations is second only to his heart trophy year. And that was when Sid was out. So I think, in in some ways, that this year is more impressive for Malkin because not that he can't produce with Sid in the lineup, but even strength, they kind of have to get back to sharing the winger talent. Whereas yeah. when Sid was out, Chris Kunitz, Evgeny Malkin, James Neal were a goddamn force to be reckoned with. They were. <laughs> they were yeah, they were. And, that, I mean, that was when Kunitz was probably at his apex he spent some great time with sid but he also had that year with malkin and um gino is producing almost at those rates this year he missed a good chunk of time and he's sniffing the art ross and rocket richard i think that's amazing i think he is, i think he's been the best player in the league this year
1: Juno has, yeah, but he won't. He, I don't think he has a sniff for the heart.
0: If he, if he wins the Art Ross, still don't. I still don't. Oh because... God. And you I don't want to. I, and I, you know what? I don't want to hear. Oh well, how can you have a heart trophy if Sid's that good and of getting? You know what? I hate how some people look at and view the heart trophy voting. Why are you going to punish or reward a player based on the general manager decisions?
1: Well that's the point I was going to make. Connor McDavid will win it because he doesn't have a Gino or a Sid playing
0: with him. Like That's Why am I punishing Sid and Gino cuz they both play on the same team? It the Hart Trophy to me is the the most fucking awesome player of the year.
1: Like you know, That's that's the problem. That's not how that's not how it's worded. Why
0: get into all that how much does he mean to the team? Who gives a shit? Just give it to uh, the best fucking coolest player that year that has the most insane numbers
1: ask ask them to change it then because that's what all the that's what all well, isn't that all... what
0: this podcast is <sighs> a public forum
1: it is but we're asking them oh i'm just saying we don't have a vote talent that's the problem
0: i'm telling change that fucking mindset
1: because you're now, right, I, I can mean...
0: understand sid and gino splitting votes because some people may think Sid's years better than than Gino, I get that concept. I just don't want people not voting for either of them because they both happen to play on the same team. So how could well, they be valuable?
1: The issue you are going to have is I think it's a five, four, three, two, one vote, right? So if they were going to split, you could go Crosby five, Malcolm four, McDavid or even three. three. Any combination of any combination of of that would go through, and just purely on mathematics. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Micah. Um, David would win out on a, on, a, on a split vote between Crosby and Malcolm. I
0: understand. So that's why that, I don't... But I think some people won't vote for either because.
1: Well, and that's just stupid.
0: Or rank them both lower. They'll get voted on, but like third, fourth, fifth instead of first or second. Yeah,
1: it doesn't make any sense.
0: But it's. I mean, the way it is right now with uh, Geno just seventeen goals in twenty games, might be eighteen and twenty one. Now I can't, I can't remember. Um, yeah, <laughs> but Sid scored again tonight. He's keeping his goal lead. Like it's been great, and that's with both of them missing time, and they're and they're at, still at the top. With McDavid, you know, who I think the world of. What's
1: funny is that it looks as though whoever does win the Rocket Rashad, this is going to be the lowest winning total
0: since That's, before the uh, first locker. Uh, Kovalchuk Nash.
1: Yep. Since the um since the last the last game of the Dragon, hack and Whackham in two thousand three four? So if you if you want to get there and put into context how good a seasons these two old timers are having, even though they're only 30 and 29, respectively. um, It's pretty remarkable that they're doing what they're doing in an environment that is not conducive to scoring, and I don't think it's goaltending in systems that's stopping this from happening either.
0: No. But how about about that cheery-Crosby-Gensel line?
1: Yeah, that's kind of fun to watch, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Oh, I... Couldn't think of a better trio for Sid. I think it's perfect That's for him.
1: Fantastic.
0: Every guy on that line can skate. I mean, Gensel's probably the slowest one on that line and I don't think he's slow. <laughs> That's true. All three play with their minds in the sense that they're very smart hockey players and When you get three people on the line that can think the game at a high level, understand time and space and the timing of how you create it, and then you give those people hockey skill, it's really tough to defend. Because every in their own way, every guy in that line has hands. Obviously Sid's all world for any of what I'm talking about right now. But they can all move, they can all find time and space, and they have Good enough hands. Sid has great hands. Gensel's good. Cheery, um <laughs> he put on quite a one-on-one move tonight and dusted some poor some poor guy on uh, Calgary. This might go down as one of Sidney Crosby's best lines he's ever played on and maybe go down as the best, depending how long-term they go with that. That's how um, bullish I am on it. And I'm bullish on it because... Shiri doesn't make any money. Gensel doesn't make any money. Shiri will get about 4 mil, I think, and I think it would be deserved. And Gensel's still a young pup RFA. Like, this has long-term potential.
1: That's the bonus of them being RFAs really helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Pittsburgh doesn't have to protect either of them in the draft. And
1: and this is why, um, this is why, just drafting the best player available in the draft, rather than consistently drafting at a position high in the draft, is what screwed Shiro over. Everybody sort of pats him on the back for finding, you know, um, Shiri as a as a as a free agent signing out of college. But if he'd actually bothered to draft high-end forwards when they were there in the draft and available at the time when he was drafting defensemen i don't think we'd have had the big black hole in the forward race but (coughs) a couple of years
0: but credits deserve that um he he did pretty good scouting some college talent
1: oh he did no that's not that's no I,
0: i agree with your criticisms at the top of the draft I mean the Philip Forsberg Pouliot one looks pretty fucking ridiculous, but at least they didn't have Forsberg and then trade him for Erat. <laughs> that would be like... worse in my opinion than just <laughs> passing on him altogether. True. So he he Gensel's his, Shiri is his. Is Rust his? Um, might be. I can't say that it's one the, for sure.
1: Kun is as well. I remember that.
0: Yeah, because I, I definitely I remember watching the Baby Penguins play here at my local college rink against the Amherst. And it was Kunhackle, Joe Morrow. Uh, fuck, who was the mm-hmm. other big uh, quote-unquote prospect? And he, Wilson was I think it might have been Dumoulin. Dumoulin might have been in there. Alrighty, yeah. here.
1: It is it is one of those did you say Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wilson's another one. It's the hard thing when it comes to general managing (laughs) is that if you if you don't get a lot of high draft picks, it takes time for these players that you draft lower down, so probably round three and beyond, to develop and come up and show that you knew what you were doing.
0: Well Shiri wasn't around nothing.
1: Exactly. So you still and like you said, credit where credit's due, you've still got to go and try and find them. Um, which, you know, he managed to do, but you, you can't you can't I don't think it'd be interesting to see how Shiro goes over the next couple of years in Jersey, because we'll see whether he takes that same attitude of going, let's just draft top end puck moving defensemen and use them as assets, which is what he did in Pittsburgh, or whether he does just go Who's the best player? Who's the best player available, regardless of position? Let's take him, and then let's work out what we're doing with our roster around what's available at the draft.
0: Well, he doesn't—he um, doesn't have the cheat code that every Penguins general manager's had for quite a while.
1: No, that's right. He, he, he doesn't have
0: laughing. Sid Gino Letang. Um, out of the gates <laughs> how easy is life when when you got that three to start from
1: well he did get a freebie and that he did get tyler hole for basically nothing So, our, oh our, ray's
0: he, always done well on those kind of trades man <laughs> he's never been had put it that way
1: well, no, ex- no, well okay
0: sorry he's been had the the doug murray trade yeah he got had
1: then that's very true he gets
0: had on like lower end players which is strange but he does not strike out on the uh, on the main dogs I don't think
1: he's been a little blessed that way, hadn't he?
0: God, fucking Adam Larson got Taylor Hall. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, and you know what? I just know it that that trade will get credit in Edmonton that, on how and why they made the playoffs, and <laughs> they'll just overlook the fact that Connor freaking McDavid's on their team.
1: Well, they're going to overlook the fact that when he's not on the ice, they're a terrible possession team. That's what they'll overlook. He like, I, so think, I, I think, on the ice, I think they're 55. With him off it, I think they're, like, 49 or 48. Like, he, that's that's how much of an effect that man has.
0: He's amazing. He is. He's, it's like, all right, It. the best thing that I can say um, right now is that, Sidney Crosby trained me well to appreciate what's coming with Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like I'll know the ebbs and flows of, of team success versus player success. And it, it doesn't really matter. You just, you know, that player's awesome. Cause the first few years, Penguins weren't really that great with Sid. And I'd argue oh seven oh eight they weren't that great. Fleury was amazing. And Sid and Gino were Freaking on another planet.
1: So if so that so so it was 06-07, six oh seven wasn't it? They made their first playoff run and they got tossed by Ottawa.
0: Yes, and that Ottawa yeah. team was awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, and then they lost to to Anaheim in the in the cup. Um, it didn't take them that long to sort of get it together, did it?
0: No, not particularly.
1: No. So it'll be interesting to see how McDavid goes, because they'll make the playoffs. I can't see them capitulating to miss the goddamn playoffs, even from here. Like,
0: Well, the, the McDavid thing is so big that he makes them a playoff team, no matter how he has. crazy he shit run there. Their. And mind you, I don't think this is the worst Edmonton like they're better now. They they really well, yeah. are, but <laughs> take take McDavid away and and give uh them Eichel and this is not a shot at Eichel. And they're probably fighting for the playoffs or out.
1: But if you go and put him in with I actually think that that's a really good comparison because I would think that even in the what some would consider the more competitive Eastern Conference, I think McDavid would make Buffalo a playoff team. That's just how good he is. And Eichel's been fantastic the last month. Like, since he's, he's fully recovered from his high ankle sprain and has got into to being himself, he put that team on his back and has just tried to carry them to the playoffs. It's just that his team is so bad, he can't.
0: I mean, Mc, Mc, McDavid's being talked about as is- being better as Sid right now, and take that for what it is. Um, I, I think Sid still, still got it. Not by much though. No. But you're not speaking about a Jack Eichel in that regard.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. No, no, you're not. And it's it's one of those things. It's not even like it's a Sid and Gino sort of comparison. It's. Probably a Sid and Thornton comparison, and um, that's still a great thing for Eichel.
0: Yeah, he's I'll, I'll, for a few years there. I, I wasn't really going out of my way to watch Saber games, even though that's that's my local market. Um, uh, I, they're watchable now because Eichel, but I also like O'Reilly and and <laughs> Reinhardt. Um, Kane's been pretty good,
1: but they're yeah, back. That's
0: no, such a fucking train wreck. I mean, I don't know what the hell they traded Pizik for Kulikov. I mean,
1: it's it's funny. Murray knew how to tear it down. The hard part is is garnering the right pieces to push you forward. But it's also going.
0: His trades have been okay, but I don't think he's done a very well. Some of his the Kane trade, I have no problem with. Um O'Reilly trade's amazing.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely O'Reilly's
0: really. really good.
1: That that trade destroyed Colorado.
0: Yeah, listen.
1: That that's the trade that got Colorado to where they are now. I'm not
0: putting basically. them up for the Masterdon trophy. <laughs> I'm not an idiot like that. But Ryan O'Reilly's good at the hockey thing.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> But then again, so is Evander Kane when he wants to be, and I'm not putting him up for the Masters either. Yeah,
0: well, Evander's—he's scored as many goals as—he's—he's he's having a really uh, a nice year. I think he was out yeah. for a bit injured.
1: Yep. If you can keep him focused, he's—he's um, he's a great player. You've just got to keep him engaged. I don't know how you do that.
0: They um, got to trade him, is what they got to do.
1: Try and acquire some assets, and a defender.
0: Yeah, especially if Kane finishes strong with the goals, I think there'll be some value there.
1: Trading straight
0: up for DeShane. Oh, that would be brutal for Colorado. Like fucking. They've done it before. <laughs> to that team too. That's my point. <laughs> nah, I don't think. I don't think they're that bad. Uh,
1: Well, we'll wait. We'll see. That's almost.
0: (laughs) Alright, I'm not going to say that. Something stupid almost came out of my mouth.
1: Oh, come on, isn't that what you said? That's
0: as dumb as the Larson Hall trade, but no, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. Nope. Who's kidding? Who?
1: So, do we want to discuss Vegas?
0: Yeah, um,. GM meetings, yes? Yes. <laughs> so, these GM meetings are always underwhelming with what they come out with. They always like ignore the obvious with, oh, well let's reduce the goalie pant size by this much. That'll increase scoring and they all, they try and think of all these creative ideas. Hey, let's put face-offs in the center of the offensive zone. <laughs> okay, Why? Oh, that's right, because you won't just call penalties. It's pretty simple. They come up with all this nonsense, and they can just, they have the template. 2005, 2006 season. That's the template. That was fun. Sidney Crosby as a rookie had 100 points. Now, Matthews and and Line are doing some pretty cool stuff. But they're not sniffing 100 points. No, and you can't tell... Connor McDavid David is not sniffing 100 points in his second year where he's been healthy.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: You know what I mean? Like, Connor yeah, McDavid but... should be getting 120 points per year. You, if you they can called, see the, if they called the game right, he would have 120 plus. I guarantee it. If he was healthy. I...
1: Does anybody you know what, disagree I don't,
0: with
1: that? I don't think so. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. I don't put this on the officials either. They call the game the way they're told to call it. Yeah, they'll miss calls here and there, and and there'll be inconsistencies because they're human. Oh, I can deal with that. What I can't deal with is that you can tell that they're told to let X amount go. We can't have this many penalties. We can't. We can't have you calling these penalties all the time. We need you to allow the players to slow themselves down so we don't get – injuries on the end boards, or we don't want the players to be, you know, collision, colliding too hard, yet we'll allow fighting. Like, I just, I, I find that part of it frustrating. You can see there's a directive, and you can tell when they've been told to change what's being called, because the players have no idea what's going on, and you can just see the game shifts from one type of game to another. It, it, it wouldn't take much to go back to 05, 06. You, you would find scoring would be up. There'd be no more talk about changing the goal size, There'd be no need for the the goalkeepers to sit there and go, oh, shit, I don't want my pads to shrink or anything like that. There wouldn't be a need for that.
0: No, the flow of those games would be great. Now, at first, it would kind of be a little bit cumbersome with the amount of power plays. But my argument has always been if the referees keep the standard, the players will stop reaching into the cookie jar and being called for penalties. The result would be a much more wide-open five-on-five play, and that would be tremendous.
1: They'd have have space to do stuff.
0: The players would eventually learn, and I know it's not easy to hold the line as a referee, but if that line was held, the product of the NHL, it would be uh, much more appealing.
1: I think it is easy for them to hold the line. They just get told where the line is, and they hold that line. That's the problem. If they get told to make that line tighter, they can, and then the, the penalties will go up in the first probably 10 games, and then you'll see a slow decline of penalties called per game, but you'll probably see an increase in 5-on-5 goal scoring because there'll be more space out there for the players. They did it in 5 There's no reason why they can't do it again. The only reason they don't is because half of the league doesn't have a skilled team because there just aren't enough skilled players to fill it, so they don't want the um... games to get blown out 5-3.
0: I don't think that's totally true. There you're always going to have teams that just aren't good. But like there are players out there that for whatever preconceived notions are being held back. Like look at how long Josh Hosang It's it like is is he less skilled now? I doubt it. No. no. Um Connor Sheary too small like
1: Jody draw
0: so so many um, we have so many examples of I mean I've had local Rochester Americans that I've um, had been fortunate to play against some of them in our local league and you could tell just how damn skilled and good they were but they all had something in common they weren't the biggest. And I'm just thinking, wow, they they came up at the wrong time because if they came up closer to now, they, they'd have a puncher's chance at being regulars. Yeah, like the skill is off the charts. But, but
1: the um, league needs to the league needs to invite that skill to be showed off.
0: Yes, correct.
1: At the elite level, and they they don't, and and that's the that's the problem. It's this: your hockey players are tough; they fight through it. You know, that's, that's what they do. They, it's like, no, let the stars shine. You know, there's a reason the NBA has gone from strength to strength to strength financially, and there's a reason why the NHL hasn't. Well, there's probably two. There's Pierre McGuire, and then there's the fact that there's no offense in, in the sport anymore. It's so hard to generate offense. That is Sucks. Two hundred and thirty nine goals the Penguins have scored this year, and that's the most in the league. It just doesn't seem like enough. I'd much rather see ai would much rather see a four three game than a two one game. Because theoretically, if you're calling the penalties, there's more open space, you'll have more ability to go left to right with your passes once you're in the offensive zone and, and
0: it just makes sense skating and cutting left to right skating you're not just um angled into the boards you'd have you'd be able to manipulate the defenseman's gap control because you'd things would be coming faster at them it would be more difficult not that they couldn't do it like the great players would consistently get it right but man an open um open flow game can really expose um your average player just because of how talented the the guys coming your way are, but we don't get that. So
1: no, and, and that that would, if we got the perfect world we wanted on the ice, it would separate the haves and the have-nots again, in the standings. And don't forget, if the there was a three one.
0: 2 one system, maybe.
1: Well, that's the thing I was going to say. Like the the three two well the, the the loser point system at the moment makes it really really hard. We only have one team currently that's out of the playoffs, and that's Colorado. That's it. Everybody else can mathematically still make it. So there's no way in the hell the league wants to change that. Yeah. And that's the problem. They want to have as many teams as still invested in the league as you possibly can up until the last day of the regular season, and. That to me is just folly. It's, it's you know, cutting down trees despite the forest, or whatever the fuck the saying is. <laughs> but they're looking, they looking so short-sighted. Forest through the trees. There, that's the one. Thank you very much. Jesus Christ. What well, yours? Oh, I'm not going to repeat that. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so just it just frustrates me because you can see how good. The, the on-ice product can be when you see a game like we did with Pittsburgh and Calgary tonight, two teams with high skill who'd like to move the puck and aren't really about interference, you know, trying to slow the game down. That's not how they work. And it was so much fun to watch that then you'll get there, and I use LA as an example all the time because I think they have the worst style of hockey floating around, and that's just shit to watch. If they don't make the playoffs, that's what? Is that, that's a miss, a first-round exit, and a miss. They want to start having a look at what they do. -hmm. Uh,
0: So, I guess the other thing from this GM meeting was there were rumblings that the GMs were upset that they were going to release the protection list and that the NHL wasn't going to do it. I think they've backtracked from that. Yes, hopefully.
1: I I, I think you're right. I think they have backtracked. But that was the original word that came out is that oh no we're not going to release who, who, we're, who we're protecting like how dumb is this they've had two years to get this all sorted out and then what is it three months out from when the whole thing has to happen they say oh we're not going to tell you well are they going to just do it all on an envelope and then just post it on the internet like what the hell
0: they don't know how to do things are that make sense and 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 these kind of things anymore?
1: It's because they're the general, they, they worry about themselves. It's not about the game, it's not about the fan who are basically the people that pay their wages, right? It's not about them, it's about how's the best way I can protect my interests. It's why they should never be allowed to make these decisions. They shouldn't be about the rule changes, there should be a separate committee that does this kind of stuff and goes, what's going what's to grow the game? What's going to guard an interest in our sport? And I would suggest having the full list of each protected player on each team prior to the actual um, expansion draft happening would probably be a good thing.
0: Yeah, but that's that's not what happens.
1: You could have that as a separate TV event. You have the the day the, the list has to come out, you could have 30 minutes or an hour on it talk about each team and the players that they've protected. Or, or three. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Turn you it could, into yeah. three. You um, could.
1: You could make it better than the trade deadline day, which is dead now because everything happens prior to it. But it's the exact same thing. You could do an entire – they've got an NHL network. You could do an entire program just on the protection list alone and then have the actual draft itself, and it could be a whole goddamn day. Like, so many potential things to do with this this new team coming in. And they're just shutting everything down.
0: They haven't done it yet. But their track record is not awesome with, <laughs> with with this kind of stuff. And this should be all about the fans, this whole expansion process, because this isn't um, a common process. This is basically a fantasy draft. People love fantasy sports. Let them inside of the whole whatever's going on. People are intrigued with how teams are built. They want that information. A lot of fans are smart these days. The internet has provided that. They don't even want to have a freaking... Every cap...
1: Every salary cap side is external to the NHL because... They like to pretend that fans don't care.
0: Yeah, it's
1: you know. So I agree with everything you've just said, but as you said, they don't have a good track record.
0: But this is easy. You yes. you release the information, you hold the TV special with um... shit, you go by div- division by division who the, who they pick. Yep. But you what do it that? live. So, can't be no tape delay bullshit, because Pierre Lebrun is going to have that out yeah. for your television special. Or yeah. the Father probably have the whole goddamn roster. <laughs> He'll release it like an hour before the show, because they don't have the rights anymore. <laughs> <coughs> okay, that's funny. That would be the ultimate Bob. boss Bob move. Did they so did many... a tape delay, and Bob, and Bob just... Got the whole roster and tweeted it out.
1: I don't know why the NHL is. Well, it's obvious the NHL is is fearful of change and they don't like things to change. But they've got to get rid of the old white man attitude, basically. If they don't, if they don't get interesting, then major league football is going to take over. It'll jump them in the pecking order if it hasn't already in regards to popularity in the States, which I think would be blasphemous for football? what this is. Yeah. Soccer.
0: Oh, I, I was like football. That I think that's already got that. Yeah.
1: That might have them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think soccer in general has, I don't think MLS specifically has
1: no, but that's
0: MLS that's has the, made great gains. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you combine like the the Premier League and the Europe leagues and just global soccer, yeah, it's even in the United States, it's more popular than hockey. Yeah, but just I, this is the thing. I like, don't you think don't, MLS is though.
1: You don't need the MLS. But what a
0: bar! What a bar to clear.
1: <coughs> That's my point.
0: <laughs> what a bar!
1: When the salary caps when the salary caps were introduced for both NHL and NBA, they were basically the same. Now, the NHL's has barely moved, and the NBA's is like 110 mil or something like that now.
0: Yeah, they let so, Golden State do their thing, and they let LeBron do his thing, and that's absolutely how it should be.
1: And and the thing is, it's like the NHL, the, 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 the league knows that the players will want to change the way this thing's constructed this time around, which is why they're trying to use the Olympics to blackmail them into just signing again just to extend this for a few more years. But
0: I don't think the players are gonna back down on that. I think they're just gonna go. I think yeah, I, I respect Ted okay. Leonis a lot. But well, somewhat one one. I, one one one. One. I don't it, care. Yeah. I I like that he publicly has said I want him to go. Yeah. That's cool. And I think most owners well well, most
1: owners most owners, do. most owners would be smart, and you should allow that to happen. Mario but...
0: Lemieux is not going to tell Sidney Crosby or Genie Malkin not to play for their country.
1: I wouldn't or think Phil so. Or
0: Phil Kessel, if the fucking dumbasses Idiots think he's sorry. good enough. <laughs> you know what I, I just, mean? Like,
1: yeah, no, I know. It's just there's going to be another lockout because.
0: That may be an underlying reason, but amongst other things.
1: Not not for that. It's going to be a lockout. Boy, I can't wait for the
0: lockout podcast. Those should be a fucking hoot. Yeah,
1: woohoo.
0: Who's got leverage? Oh, the owners? (laughs) Okay. Owners still have the leverage. Always will. That's the problem. Players have finite careers. Tick, tick, tick. Owners, 20, 30 years. They can wait you out.
1: I can, and it sucks, but it's just how it is. So, anything else off the top of your head?
0: No, I like that their grand idea for the offsides challenge. (laughs) What was it? Like, it makes a goddamn bit of difference.
1: Oh, I can't remember now.
0: How about get rid of the offsides challenge? Because you know what? Most of them, it doesn't matter like really the gap control was lost we're talking about centimeter or millimeter it's like you know that's it's not changing the flow of play if you miss that call now
1: as a penguins
0: fan we may recall danny briere being offsides on a breakaway in the playoffs but you know what? Even with that, I wasn't clamoring for instant replay for offsides. And that was a bad one, and it hurt.
1: It wow, was a playoff game.
0: I, I think, think that was only so goal one pretty. though. <laughs> they were up four nothing at the time. But yeah. you know what I mean though? Like that was a belligerent playoff breakaway offsides goal. And I was like, yeah that sucks they missed it i wasn't like gee i hope they go get on sega fucking game gear every inter- <laughs> every break and, and try to figure out like um if they're off sides or not or if they want to put in that dolphin game that came with the game gear
1: echo <laughs>
0: <laughs> echo that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh good grief um, like, isn't that yeah. what they're doing it is. It's it's just silly. It's like those egregious ones are going to happen once every who who knows how long. To for a sport that's struggling to score, to allow coaches the ability to go shit. I reckon that was offside. Let's let's review it, and then it's twenty five seconds before the the goal even happened. It's like why are you taking that away from the sport? I don't I don't understand. If if it was if there were seven five games, yeah sure. Why not? But they're not. The, the the scoring is down in this league at the moment. Why do something else that can retract it? What they do need to do is reassess what goaltender interference actually is um, with their reviewing. I'm happy with them to review that. But they have to start putting in some the definitive fucking lines so that I would, the I would make
0: any, any goal contact in the blue paint, incidental or not, I would say goalie interference.
1: So it you would can be, be a more
0: objective line, I would think. I, yeah. Albeit a little bit extreme, but it's not foot-in-the-crease extreme. I'm okay if you're in yeah. the crease if you can manage to avoid that contact. And it's not my, easy to do. In no. a smart goalie, you'll initiate it. But um, I, I would cap- rather it, have that than this total guessing game.
1: And my um, caveat to that is that if your defender bumps you the player... Win, it, that's
0: got to be a penalty on them.
1: Or it's play on, one of the two, take your pick. It's either interference on the defender two minutes into the box, or it's play on and you just pay the price for him falling on your goalie.
0: But I think at least the um, strict blue paint contact would go a long way. I don't think that's always the case.
1: There's too much flexibility. If you're going to review it, in slow motion and be able to see what's going on. There needs to be more black and white on, on what they're ruling on, to make it possible for fans and players to understand what the hell's going on. Because there's just no consistency in it. Nobody ever actually agrees with what the decision is, because nobody actually know. It's like it's like it used to be the old was it, the the wheel of justice from the Department of Player Safety. It's like it's the it's the same thing in this situation. You just don't know what they're going to say.
0: I don't care for the offs. Like, that was their grand thing. Shaving 30 seconds off a shitty offsides review. Call penalties. Nobody brought that up at the meeting? No. Nah. Idiots. Ugh, whatever.
1: Well, that might do us today, I reckon. Right?
0: Yep good to be back it was sorry for the delay although i did lose um a pine tree i hated pretty big one too it fell away from the house and didn't hit anything was that the
1: one you showed me
0: yeah jesus
1: radio good thing it did fall that way
0: (coughs) it did so fuck that tree adios (laughs) you didn't take nothing with you yeah, I didn't like it. It was one of those like okay. pine trees that sickly.
1: Was it leaving? Was it leaving needles all over the place as well?
0: I think it was headed in that direction. Yeah.
1: Well, screw you, tree. You're done.
0: You're out of here. <laughs> no, but it was. It was a pretty bad windstorm. It was like uh, 81 miles an hour. I think for five hours straight there were gusts of 60 miles an hour, which isn't common for us at all that's,
1: that's slap shot
0: speed yeah and uh, you know we lost power for three or four days so that that, that that was the delay in the podcast and then we have a snowstorm coming I don't have to work again tomorrow it's like the third third day in the last four school days that have been called off due to weather
1: you're doing alright
0: yeah well yeah i can't argue that (laughs) i i wouldn't have called this day off like we haven't had any snow yet the governor's called a state of emergency ahead of the storm and he just came to our our city and talked shit about the local uh gas and electric company for not being prepared enough which i thought was that that wasn't appropriate. I thought they did pretty it's good. Helpful. We we don't get eighty helpful. mile an hour winds. Yeah, I know. How are you supposed to plan for that? And they did plan for it. They had people coming from Quebec and all over the place. But anywho, that's that is why the podcast has been delayed. <sighs>
1: Good grief. So, All right, well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. I'll get it posted so these poor people can actually listen to us bitch and moan about the general managers. <laughs>
0: um, Patreon.com slash HockeyHertz uh, at Walshy66 at Hockey underscore Hertz at Gunner Stahl, and my Penguin articles can be found at HockeyBuzz.com. So, see you next time.
1: See ya.